Welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show, where we explore spiritual ideas and books that help you live a better life. Hosted by spiritual teacher and author of If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate, Jason Napolitano. All right. Hello. Welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. I am your host, Jason Napolitano, and we are here today on Sunday, as we are every Sunday, uh, speaking on spiritual matters, spiritual uh, books and ideas. I have on the line, Chris Sheridan. Say hi, Chris. Hello, Jason. Good to be here. And Chris is actually in the other room. Uh, We were going to do a show on video, but we had a little technical snafu. And so we are actually now in separate rooms because the mics are bleeding into each other. So we're just going to pretend like Chris is in California and I'm here in Las Vegas like we normally are. But we do have some nice pictures and stuff, which we'll put up of us uh, doing the show. And uh, and that'll be and that'll be great. So today we're doing something a little bit different. Chris is actually going to take the lead on this. We're going to talk about my book. If you can worry, you can meditate. Uh, We did Chris's book. Uh, in a previous podcast, and uh, that is called The Spirit in the Sky, which was a great uh, episode. And if you haven't heard that one yet, go back and and check it out. Uh, This episode, though, as I said, is going to be about my book, If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. And I thought it would be a little bit weird to lead the discussion. So Chris is going to take charge of that, and I'll hand it over to him now. And we'll, uh, we'll get into my book. All right. Well, actually, let me say this yes. first, though. Let me let me say this first, though. The book, my book is available on Amazon.com. If you can worry, you can meditate by Jason Napolitano. Uh, and Chris's book is available on Amazon as well or on your ChrisSheridan.com website. And the title of that book is The Spirit in the Sky. All right. So take it away, sir. Great. Uh, well, this is uh, interesting to do it a little backwards, a little reverse this way. But uh that's uh, the law of polarity in effect <laughs> right now. Uh, so this is great. It's all about spiritual, spiritual lessons. There, all in every us. corner, every turn, there's an opportunity to <laughs> learn something. Uh, to practice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is, this is great. Uh, so your book, If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. The first thing that jumps out at me is the title because it is so, it's counterintuitive in a way. Um, because on two levels, first of all, you think, well, if you can worry, well, of course I can worry. Who can't worry? Uh, most people can't stop worrying. <laughs> um, exactly. but, so, but meditation is supposed to be hard. Worrying is easy. Uh, and on the second level, aren't worrying and meditating like complete and polar opposites? Isn't, don't you use meditation to stop worrying? Um, so it's a very compelling, very interesting title that jumps right out at me. So let me hear you. Talk about the title and how you came up with it and what, it, uh, what you're getting at. Well, that's a great point. Thank you. It does seem paradoxical. Worrying and meditation do seem like they're two extreme opposites, you know, in the, in the spectrum. But they really not. They are both simply movements in consciousness. One is controlled and one is uncontrolled. So worry seems easy to us because we habitually do it so often. You know, we've created that pattern in our minds of worry. We go over and over the same thoughts, the same anxieties, the same issues. Is he going to, is he going to dump me? Is she going to dump me? Is, you know, is my car payment going to get made this month? Are the kids safe? Blah, blah, blah. That is a form of meditation. It's a form of unconscious meditation, which is why I think this book title is quite compelling because we kind of turn that on its head and we say, all right, if you, you already are meditating in a sense and you know i uh 
actually got this title from uh, one of my teachers. It never, I talk about it in the beginning of the book. It never really sunk in what that, what that meant. But she said, if, you know, if you can worry, you can meditate. And it struck me so, so profoundly many years later when I went deeper into my practice, I realized that they're one and the same thing. And that's what it, what it means. The thing that's different about meditation is that if you learn some, some simple techniques and you get a little philosophical leverage and you understand what's going on, you realize that you can turn those anxious and worrisome thoughts into something positive by channeling the mind into correct, correct grooves, basically. And that's all meditation really is, is you're learning to focus and control the mind. See, you know, one of the definitions of meditation is the art of slowing down and focusing the mind. So essentially all you're doing is, is, is turning that anxiety on its head and, you know, making and kind of bending it into, into something positive. So does, does that make sense? Does so, that... Well, if that's interesting that they're almost, that they're the same thing, that's even more compelling that, if you have, if worrying is, you know, running, how are they like in that, that if worrying is you're focusing on, you know, the fear or the resentment or the betrayal that somebody did, or you're anxious about you know, the dental appointment tomorrow or whatever it is that you worried about. It, worrying is, to me, I, I think of something that you run over and over again. You don't just worry once. Worrying is like a active yeah. state of oh my gosh what about this oh well, what if they don't return my call or am i going to get the part you know all the, whatever it is you worry yeah. about but you don't just do it once it's kind of over and over and that's interesting i say that's a concentrating uh factor that you're you're really kind of focusing in on this worry yeah. when you worry and, and to the exclusion of of other things and uh to have that well be, you know well, I was going to say, you know, we talked about this a little bit with the Manly Hall stuff. Um, you know, we had that great quote from the Bible, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know, really, the meditation portion of it or the worry portion of it is just the conscious movement of thought. You know, it is, it's, it's our, our mindfulness and our observation of that thought and then our changing of those thoughts is what, what is the kind of turn of the wheel that makes it either quote unquote positive or negative. When we learn a few simple techniques, like I show in the book about how to do that. And we use different objects of meditation uh, to refocus the mind. We use that same, that same energy, that same obsessive sort of thought process, that same concentrated thought process on, you know, that, that sort of goes over and over and over the same things. We just, learn how to go over and over and over the same things, but it becomes positive. And slowly over time, that kind of fades back into the background and unconsciously one begins to feel more positive, more productive, more focused, um, you know, as the, as the cumulative effect of the meditation takes root in the unconscious, you know, you're retraining and re it's sort of like, you know, meditation is sort of like working out for the mind. Oh, nice. you know, it's an exercise for the mind, right? So when you have with to keep time, doing the muscle, and it's not something you do once and, and there it is, you know, it's really, and I've, we've talked about this before. It's better to do five minutes of meditation to do, try to do two hours of meditation, you know, once a month with it, honestly, five good minutes or 10 good minutes of meditation 
extremely powerful if you can do that every day. And then that carries over into your life whereby you're sitting in traffic, you're worrying about whether or not you're going to get to work on time, this or that. You kind of refocus that energy in the mind and, 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 you, and you learn through some of these techniques how to calm and still the mind as you're, you know, and, and you, re, you, you refocus that energy. And then you don't get to work all frazzled. You don't get to work feeling, yeah. feeling overwhelmed and tired before you even get there. Well, it sounds very empowering that you can actually get one up on your worries or concerns, uh, recognizing that you are. I think you're talking about, you know, in traffic, if you yeah. come up with this thing is to recognize, oh, my gosh, I am actually <laughs> obsessing and worrying about this thing. Um, so then with these techniques, you can then shift your concentration. Well, I'm going to think about this instead, or I'm going to, yeah, you know, focus exactly. on, on just even like a quality or a value. Um, think of, you know, or nature, sure. or, you know, something that's not, whatever it is, it's just, yeah, it's, it's other than what you're, um, what you're, what you're thinking about. Exactly. And, and you know, and the basic technique that, that we teach in the book is, is, is how to use a mantra, which is, which is a sacred, you know, sacred word that you use to, to focus on, but you, you know, you could, you could really do that with anything. And, and, and we talk about that in the book as well. So, you know, what it is again, though, is, is really just retraining the mind, you know, in the practice of meditation, the actual sitting down of it, it isn't something that's esoteric or particularly difficult. It's not something you need to be in a monastery for, you know, a lot of people have the idea that, Oh, you know, I'm not a spiritual person or, I'm a religious person. I don't believe in this or I don't believe in that. None of those things are necessary qualities to approach uh, meditation. You don't have to believe any particular thing or the other. What I say and what I talk about in the book and what, you know, Buddhism and what are the great traditions of meditation, yoga and so forth say is that you really just need to try it. It needs to be an experiential thing. You need to sit down and, and attempt the practice and just see what happens of what goes on see notice that your breath does calm notice that the body does calm down notice that you do feel better after just minutes of meditation notice that the worries do begin to dissipate and when you see that the proof is you know the proof is in that the proof is in the experiential uh, observation of it great well this uh, the title and the subtitle which is a simple guide to meditation um, really kind of blows out of the water some of the myths or misconceptions uh, that a lot of sincere people um, want to meditate. Uh, they're aware of some of the benefits, which we can get into in a little bit. And yep. um, they say, gosh, and they're willing to try, but it's either they don't know how, or I think a lot of times people come to it because I've heard this from people like, well, I don't have a separate room where I can take you know, yeah, like an hour or so out of my day, I've got the kids that yeah. need in my job. Um, it's hard or I have to sit in a funny position or, you know, have, you have to believe in some spiritual tradition yeah. or have a, you know, mantra or something or something. Yeah, on the wall. I mean, that's it's, sure. I think not, those are barriers to get people are... to even try it. So this, yeah. to me, this title and, and the approach to it kind of opens that up in five minutes. You, I rarely hear that when people talk about, you know, meditating, oh, you need dedicated, you know, if you do it a half hour in the morning, half hour in the evening. And just that alone, I think, can scare people off because it's intimidating and it doesn't fit in their lives or schedules. But mm -hmm. if you can see, if you're no, saying you're right. that five minutes right. is, is if you, you know, we can all find five minutes 
<laughs> yeah. Well, what's funny is that when you start finding five minutes, then you want to find 10 minutes. And then after time, you want to find 30 minutes and then you want to find more time because yeah, you, yeah. you do find that going into that piece, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the teachers that have talked about meditation over time, a lot of the earlier teachers I had and stuff in yoga and, and different traditions, and they talk about how the, the, the restfulness and the the relaxation that you achieve in in even just a short uh, period of meditation is is it's more than sleep. That's the interesting thing about it. When you really get into that nice, deep, relaxed state, you you really you're re-energized. You know, you you find your focus again, and you really truly relax within. And even during sleep, most of us don't do that because we've got all these dreams running around our heads, or you know, we have trouble sleeping, or we're waking up, or maybe we drank too much coffee that day, or whatever. But when we consciously sit down and do that meditation, and we get that deep relaxation, we want we want more of that, and that's the beautiful thing. And that's why I say it's such a cumulative process. More makes more with it. You know, and, and, and that's why I say, you know, if you start with five minutes or you start with 10 minutes, you will gradually want to. What's cool about it is that as you as your mind becomes more focused and more concentrated, you begin using your time more effectively. You're more efficient. So you time you can make the time much easier than you could when you were distracted by television, by the kids, by work, by everything else. You know, you you take time for for yourself to go inward and, mm. and really rejuvenate. And then you find that you're more efficient and effective in the rest of the parts of your life. And then you can make more time for that meditation. And like I said, more makes more. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah. Well, that's so different than front loading it with some notion of having to dedicate, you know, huge blocks of time. And if you can start out small and then build up to that time and very, so interesting how you say how you're going to want to do that that's way different than saying you have to do this before you even start um yeah start out a little yeah, bit and then sure. you're going to want to and then you're, you're naturally going to find time and also this this notion of doing something for yourself uh, a lot of us have a hard we're pulled in so many directions and you know we don't really i mean we might indulge some appetites or behaviors or something like that but to really turn inward and do that um i think is is something that i don't know if a lot of us uh give us the permission to do uh, because it you know may sound frivolous yeah or, it's true well i could be more i'm just going to no. sit here and you know stare at the wall for 15 minutes you know i could be making calls or you know fixing lunch or you know whatever mm-hmm. you need to do mm-hmm. but it's wow you're you... well the outside the outside world is is deceptively uh, needy, mm-hmm. right? So we think that all of this stuff is, is needing our attention all the time. And we ignore the inner, you know, impulses that we do have, because most of us know, we should probably meditate have heard of all the great benefits. And most of us have heard, you know, a friend or someone that's a friend of a friend who, you know, put, you know, started practicing meditation or yoga, and it completely transformed their lives. We all have those stories, we all heard it. So we know. But the mm-hmm. question is, the pull is the pull of the outside world gonna keep me from doing my practice, which is why I, you know, I say if you start small, like five minutes or 10 minutes a day, and you kind of build it, it gives you, uh, it gives you some leverage to begin taking your inner life more seriously. And, you know, I think that that makes your outer life much richer and much more connected and much more successful when you 
can listen to your inner self, when you can follow those different parts of yourself and listen to the heart and so forth. We find that we don't make as many quote unquote mistakes and so forth out in the, the outer world because we're, we've got right, we know we've gotten right with what's going on within ourselves. You know, we're, we have integrity between the inner and outer lives. And that's what meditation, you know, starts to allow you to do because you take this time to really see what's going on and thoughts will pop up and different ideas will come up during meditation. A, a great idea for a book or a business might pop up or, you know, maybe some old fear or some memory. And, you know, you just kind of watch those thoughts and then you simply bring yourself back to the, back to the mantra using this specific technique that I talk about in the book. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, you learn how to watch the movement, the inner movements without being affected by them. And that really helps you to kind of do that in the outer life too. You know, you don't get so effective if so or so affected if someone cuts you off in traffic or if the boss, you know, yells at you or if your friend did this or that. And that's, that's the real, the real value of, of starting a, starting a practice. So, so I'm hearing like a, almost a twofold benefit, one similar to sleep that you're getting some very quality relaxation of the mind, the emotions, everything else going on inside, as well as mm -hmm. similar to working out where you're getting stronger. Maybe it's an inner workout. You're getting your inner self well, you're, stronger yeah. where you can sure. handle the outside things a little bit better and maybe not take them on so deeply um, absolutely and have absolutely. the focus and concentration to to actually meet the outside world and and you're a little more refreshed we, we can always do better with you know good night's sleep we're always more effective after having had that or if we're feeling good about ourselves or strong about ourselves the outside mm -hmm. world doesn't seem to encroach in on us if we have a yeah. more centered um, sense of self um, that's great. Can you talk Absolutely. about maybe just, and I know we all kind of know the, the benefits of meditation, but if, if you could just kind of give us another, um, kind of brief rundown and, and how, uh, certainly how that works. Absolutely. Well, how it, how it works investigating through neuroscience and so on, but we know that it does work and that's the, that's the important thing. Some of the, some of the benefits, uh, include, um, Increased efficiency of, of brain power, essentially, and focus, uh, I, I, in other words, concentration, mm -hmm. uh, an increase in feelings of peace and joy that kind of carry over into your daily life. There's actually studies that have been done that, that meditation increases your IQ and your memory. Uh, it helps stave off Alzheimer's disease. Uh, it accelerates the learning process. You've got enhanced creativity, increased confidence. People feel younger and healthier. Um, it decreases stress, confusion, anxiety, depression. It helps you sleep better, staves off insomnia. I mean, there's a myriad of, of things that of great benefits. I mean, I think the, the biggest thing, though, is that it teaches you how to refocus your consciousness and your thinking in the moment. It gives you a, a sort of a workout that allows you to learn how to refocus runaway thoughts because most of the problems that we create in our own minds are when our thoughts get away from us due to worry, anxiety, you know, panic disorders, things like this pop up and their conscious and unconscious responses to stimuli from outside or inside. 
But what meditation allows us to do is to learn how to refocus those thoughts and bring a state of peace to the mind, body, and spirit. That is the biggest benefit of all. I mean, all the other stuff is fantastic. I mean, you know, people are healthier physically, mentally, spiritually. That's all grand. But I mean, the biggest thing of all is learning how to control one's thoughts and being focused them at will. Think about what that means. I mean, you can focus and concentrate on your work more efficiently focus on goals and really hone in on them and, and say, okay, look, I'm, I want to achieve this and stick, you can stick with it because you've learned how to do that. That's the, that's the huge part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's, it sounds like you're trying to get a, or not trying, but the, the goal is to get a, almost a leg up on yourself that you're not ruled by these inner voices yeah. and, and feelings that you can, first of all, because a lot of it's unconscious, you know, a lot of our fears and resentments and I Absolutely. catch myself, my, what am I thinking? My God, where'd my, how did I get there? And it's it's not really hundred sure. percent me that's doing that thinking, but it's that part of me that's obsessing or worrying. Uh, but it's to kind of mm-hmm. get a little bit of a distance so we can see that that's not my entire being that's worrying. It's the worry part of me that's worrying. And there's still some of me left that I can yeah. back up and say, Hey, I'm thinking this and I'm aware that I'm thinking this. And then in that moment, as you're saying, then you have the opportunity to refocus your thoughts on something else, yeah. the mantra, the sutra, whatever it is, your uh, you know, point of meditation, um, to you're kind of outwitting mm-hmm. yourself um, or you're, you're outwitting your unconscious ring yeah. with you're treating it with consciousness, um, a different level of consciousness. Absolutely. You're right. And, and it's an interesting paradox because you're using the mind to overcome the mind. You know, and that's the other the other thing about it that's kind of paradoxical is that, you know, you need a it helps you develop a stronger ego and at the same time to rely on something that's behind the ego, which is the self with the capital S, which is kind of your you know, we call it your higher self. And, you know, people can either believe or disbelieve in that. But, there, you know, the point is, is that you use the ego to get in the of consciousness. And you begin to operate in a much more efficient way, a much happier and more connected way. And, and you know, but you're using the ego, you're using the consciousness, the conscious mind to, to achieve that. And what happens is, you know, sort of on its own, as you begin to concentrate on the mantra or on whatever technique you're using or on a specific center in the body or what have you, you notice that everything begins to slow down, the thought, the breathing, the racing, you know, emotions, whatever's kind of coming up, uh, all begins to slow down. And then you can, you can kind of get this view of, of your, your thoughts and you realize that, and this is the real big, the big thing in this, you realize that you are not your thoughts. Oh yeah. Because the paradox is, is that if you're observing your thoughts, how can you be the thoughts? So there's something behind the thoughts that are watching the thoughts. And that's what they would call or the observer. There's a, and there's, you know, there's Sanskrit names that, you know, I'm not going to get into all that, but, but it's, it's a silent sort of witness within yourself that just observes. And if you, you can quiet the mind enough, you can, you can get a little leverage and you can begin to notice that those thoughts those emotions and feelings, the body, all of these different things, they're not you. They're not your core yeah. essential you. 
you know, and, and that's hard lot, for people to grasp to. sometimes, but it's, uh, it's it so is. empowering. But you have to slow the thoughts down and slow the body down and take some time for yourself to find that. You got to go within to see that. Otherwise, you're too distracted with the outer world and you can't yeah. get that leverage. And it's a profound, uh, it's a profound experience when you can see that for the first time. And again, it's just something you've got to you know, take my word for it. I mean, you have to try it and, sure. and see it to really understand what that means because it's one thing to talk about it's another thing to experience it now try a bit of meditation i mean even if it really is just you sit down in a comfortable spot and don't worry about the positioning or whatever try to hold your back and a little bit straight you know keep the spine straight but just sit for a moment and and really just watch the breath go in and out through the nostrils and be mindful of it you know you can really start with a practice that is that simple Anyone can do that. It doesn't require a book. I mean, I'd love you to read my book, but sure. there's because there's a lot more to it. And, you know, I go much deeper into the mantra and meaning and understanding and then the sitting positions and all that stuff is, is valuable and it does help your practice. But ultimately, you know, just sitting and observing the breath mindfully is really quite effective. So it's something that, you know, if you're feeling anxious and you want to, you know, I encourage you to get the book, but that's a little, a little quick technique that you can do. And, and, you know, that'll kind of stave, stave off some of that anxiety is just watching the breath or watching whatever anxious thoughts are coming up, not judging them, not, you know, getting spun out by them, but really just kind of watching them and disconnecting from them in a way. You know, it's a really yeah. good technique to deal with um, racing thoughts or anxious thoughts what the Buddhists might call the monkey mind, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's not you. And so you know, it's you let the monkey. Mon it's your monkey mind, but it, it's not your entire larger self. It's not the totality of you. It's a part of yeah. you, right? And so I think that's what you know. That's one of the important things to realize as you as you go deeper into into the work is that you know, look, there's multiple parts of you. Uh, you know, not to say that people out, you know, necessarily it's not multiple personalities per se. It's not, you know, I'm talking about mental disorders or whatever, mm -hmm. but there are different parts of ourselves. You know, we talk about Jungian psychology and so forth, these parts. And I think one thing meditation allows you to do is begin to notice like, oh, this part is, let's say that's, that's a teacher from third grade that criticized my art project that's trying to keep me down. You know, the voice of my uncle that um, did this or that thing, you know, and, and, parts of myself they're not the totality of who i am they're parts you know they're different parts and they're all they're all you know valuable but they need to be they need to be integrated and they need a you know they need a strong uh, ego in the background kind of watching and going okay I, I see you and i and i acknowledge you but i don't have to identify with you or get completely spun out by you and that's the power of meditation because you begin to observe things without getting sucked into things well, the worry and stress you know, can, can really be so consuming, it does take you over. Um, but this is a way, mm -hmm. I guess, of reclaiming um, or maybe exactly. for the first time that there is the larger, stronger, maybe not quite as often used at this point, um, part of you um, yeah. can really look at these things. I sometimes if I catch myself in a, you know, and angry about something or frustrated or worried or uh, stressed, Mm -hmm. um, I'll say, you know, oh gosh, that's my anger. Um, and it has some issue with something. So I'm, 
I'm kind of like naming it. It's not me. Oh, I'm angry. Yeah. It's yeah. my anger is is flaring up like like your it's a great way to do or that. you know bum me or something like that y- you know sure. you say my knee hurts you don't say oh in well you do hurt because your knee hurts but it's not your whole body that hurts it's your it's your knee you, lo- you localize it you localize it and yeah. you part it out right it's the foot it's the knee it's but the, the, the internal life is the, is the same way we have such a rich you know inner life and there's there's you know so many different um energies and characters within us uh, that, you know, once you're able to, to do that, you know, you can get, you can get some leverage on it. And it, it brings a, a sense of peace when you can kind of, um, um, you can kind of personalize different things that consume you, if that, if that makes sense. I mean, they're part yeah. of you, but they're not the totality of you. You know, that goes kind of beyond the, the scope of the book, but I, 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 you know, it is an important, important factor. What, you know, and speaking of the worry, so when you do get, you know, overcome by the anxiety and stuff, you know, you've got to, you've got to have a technique to kind of bring you back and be able to ref. That's, you know, I do, I would recommend that, you know, and people would, would check out the book because I am a book in much greater detail about how, how you can kind of, and that worry into something positive and some of the techniques and background and philosophy that give you the leverage to really do that efficiently uh, and kind of teach you the best way to to sit and you know how to find time for certain certain practices and so on so you know it does it always helps to have a, a guide on stuff i mean if you're learning golf or you're learning tennis or you know learning to program computers it's always helpful to have somebody that's kind of went out there and and done it before you know, and for, for myself, I mean, this, I am, you know, writing this book from my own practical experience with anxiety, with depression, with racing thoughts, with, you know, panic attacks when I was younger. And, you know, I, it, it came out of uh, a lot of the experiences that I had after I uh, quit drinking many years ago. And, you know, it was a very rough time. So I used the meditation to really help uh, smooth that over and to heal over heal some of those, those, those challenges, some of those, some of those pains and, and so on, some of those, you know, internal injuries and whatnot. So, you know, how did you get locked into meditation or introduced? Because you're saying, you know, with, Mm -hmm. you know, you and your book, you're saying, don't take my word for it try it for yourself and then if it works. Mm-hmm. So like where were, where was that with you when maybe you had heard about meditation, mm-hmm. but instead of taking somebody else's word, where was that turning point maybe where you actually said, you know what, I'm going to try this myself and see yeah. if it works. Well, I mean, I, t- I do, like I said, I do, or like you said, I do talk about that. And, I mean, the first time I meditated, I was really quite young and I had a very profound meditation experience. Um, uh, just kind of stopped. I mean, honestly, the first time I saw someone meditating was when I saw Bruce Lee meditating in End of the Dragon. Um, I oh, don't know Bruce if you've seen that movie. Yeah, fantastic film. <laughs> Highly recommend it. But, it, you know, a couple of times in the movie, he's actually sitting in meditation. And so, you know, I was really just trying to kind of emulate what Bruce Lee was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I just sat down yeah. and I was trying to, you know, kind of clear my mind. And if you've ever tried to do that, it's it's nearly impossible. But somehow just clearing my mind, I, I stumbled on the idea of kind of just watching the breath. And I had a very, very deep meditation experience that really scared the crap out of me, in all honesty. But <laughs> well, I'm sure it was a new you know, experience. Yeah, because I'd never had an experience of that kind of depth before. So, 
So that was always kind of there trailing me around. So then I became interested in, I took, you know, I took a, a, a couple classes in Zen meditation. I read uh, Suzuki's book, um, you know, and it went, it went from there, but I mean, really the, the, uh, the bulk of, of, of my work really started, like I said, after, uh, after I was drinking, I was very depressed. I, you know, I was having a lot of, a lot of difficulties, um, a lot of anxiety, difficulty sleeping and so on. And, you know, by that time I had some basic meditation techniques, but really I started, you know, formally practicing multiple times a day and I saw how it was working and I just kept going with it, you know, and that was really the, the, the core of, of, of that. And, you know, now I've, you know, been meditating for many, many years uh, so, you know, it's something that I do without even thinking. It's like brushing my teeth. I get up in the morning, I do my stuff. And before I go to sleep, I do my my meditation stuff. And I mean, it's, it's, it's the bookends of my day. And it, it really, uh, it really has, honestly, it's changed my life. I, I say in the book, it saved my life. It's one of the things that definitely saved my life. Because I was going down a path where I honestly would have, would have died or been killed. So, you know, that being said, uh, the ability to, to meditate and still the mind and heal within uh, made such a profound difference that, you know, I can't really not meditate anymore. That's where yeah. I'm at. So, yeah. so I like to share, I like to share that with people because, you know, it might not, you might not be as in, a, in a, an extreme situation where you're having, you know, anxiety, panic attacks and massive mood swings and depressions and all this, but, you know, you might be a little bit worried. You might be a little bit anxious. You might be kept up at night sometimes because of the bills, this and that. And it's, you know, it's equally effective for, you know, for smaller issues, you know, for th- but they're not small issues. You know, I shouldn't say that because it's all relative. Whatever's yeah. bugging us is to us. So, well, it can know, always become bigger helps. if we don't do something. For, about certainly, it. certainly, yeah. absolutely. So, I mean, does that answer the question? Yeah, it does. And uh, well, it kind of leads me into um, what uh, maybe some of the barrier, how to handle maybe some of the barriers or or things that might come up. And I'll mm-hmm. give an, an analogy. Um, I played in a rock band in the '80s, and uh, I didn't wear plugs, of course. And um, I I have a pretty loud ringing in my ears. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, but if I'm out in the world and, you know, the traffic and the radio's on and this and that, I I don't hear it. It's, you know, it's, it's drowned out by life and and everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's only when I'm still, it's only when the outside is still and maybe it's at night and it's quiet. It seems like the quieter it is, the louder, the louder that is. It's like, so, and I kind of had early on in meditation experiences with like, okay, I'm going to close my eyes and you know and relax but it was i was relaxed enough to really hear how loud and frustrating these voices really were yeah because i wasn't yeah. busy doing other stuff i was i was Absolutely. still and quiet enough to go oh my gosh i'm i'm really messed up or this is yeah it's it actually yeah, yeah. Becomes, in a way it was a little harder because i was confronted with wow this onslaught of of you know my inner life and uh you know these inner components that were clamoring and and i could i could really yeah. notice them because i was a little more still and a little more quiet uh and i think what i did in that is i just kind of went with it until mm-hmm. okay kind of let them have their voice but i stayed quiet and stayed quiet 
and finally, you know, those two would uh, so the ear my ears still ring, so it doesn't matter how quiet it gets. That that yeah. hasn't changed. But but I guess the uh, the voices or the you know emotions and feelings and these internal Thoughts components and... have been uh, you know I, I yeah, can certainly put them to rest a lot better. That's one of the the isn't working because so much is coming up and all this. Well, this, the thing that's interesting about it is that stuff's there, whether you're distracted in the outside world or not. And the you're just noticing it stuff's now. running in the back. You're just quiet and you're noticing it. Exactly. Yeah, okay. And the beauty of it is, is that when you see that and you watch it and you don't get attached to it, or you just go back to the mantra or your breathing or whatever you're using as a technique, um, gradually it does slow down, but it, it is kind of alarming at first when you sit down and you realize what's going on in your mind. All you're doing though, is slowing down enough to, to, to see what's actually happening. And, you know, you're, you're observing that clearly and quietly. It's kind of scary. You're like, Oh, what's going on down here? But the beauty of it is, is it, even if your mind's wandering, racing, you're just watching thoughts and so on. The meditation is still working. It's still effective. It's still yeah. going to bring you the benefits. You will gradually see them consciously as, as, as the meditation goes on. You may sit down the first time and be really anxious and stuff's popping up. And, you know, you think, is this working? Is this working? Am I doing this right? And you're questioning yourself and all this. And then by the end of it, you know, you're feeling peaceful. Or you might feel just slightly better. Um, but the thing is, unconsciously, it is working. You know, and it's a, like I said, it's a cumulative effect. It's, it's, yeah. it's adding up. It's like you're dropping money in the bank. You're dropping spiritual kind of um, peace into like your, your, your stirred up, muddy unconscious. And it is working, you know. Even if immediately so, you can't Even if it, you don't immediately see it. See it yeah. 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 What you're, you will notice it very quickly within a week, within a, a day, within five hours. I mean, it's, it depends on, on, on different people's approach to it, but it is working in it and you will feel better. Well, it's you know? almost like and working the thing out. Is it's, um, it is like, if you haven't in, in a while or you mm -hmm. haven't ever, um, yeah. you, the first few times you work out, your body's going to hurt you, worse. You're going to feel worse. Sure. It's, you're not going to be you're strong. You're going to feel weak, um, but you have yeah. to get through that, that, initial kind of reinitiation well, you don't into notice, it. You don't notice that you're weak until you lift a weight. Yeah. You don't know it's racing until you stop and watch it. It's the same sort of thing. And that's a great example. But it's, and it's um, the lifting and of the weight that actually does yeah. make you, the thing that kind of hurts at first yeah. is actually the thing that makes you stronger. So, yeah. Uh, and it's the, and it's the focus on those thoughts or on the mantra or the letting go of those thoughts or, you know, whatever techniques going on that is going to make the mind stronger and is going to quiet all those things down eventually, because you just let them go. They dissipate when you hang on to things that, you know, you, you keep bringing them into consciousness. Um, the only thing you want to hang on to in meditation is a mantra, which is, you know, a holy word, and it's going to bring positive results or you want to hang on to a positive or, you know, spiritual kind of feeling or, or, or image. So forth. We talk about that in the book. We like I, I'm the royal we now. I talk about yeah. that in the book, um, but the point is, is that uh, you know that's where you learn to to focus on the right things. But then what happens is you're focusing on the right things, and even that begins to drop away after after a certain amount of time, and as you get more and more experience with meditation, and then you just feel this very calm peace and 
and centering and the, the breath slows down and you get, you know, a very joyful, um, connected sort of a vibe going. And it really is quite remarkable. It is. And, um, you know, but it, but you do have to work through a little bit of the, the squirreliness and monkey mindedness of your thoughts in the beginning. But, you know, just like you said, it is a bit like working the more, you know, you do it a few times and it, and, and it begins to, it begins to get easy and then you actually want to do it. That's, that's well, I think when challenge. you know, it's, it's a natural part of the process, then you're not so sure. like, Oh, my body hurts. Cause I'm working. No, it's it like, is. Well, it's it supposed is. to hurt initially. It's okay. It will go away. And then, then you go back and continue. So yeah, I guess if people know that, you know, well, yeah, there may be some of these, then you do go into it in the book, some more difficulties yeah. that may arise, especially initially, just, Hey, that's okay. Um, that's part of it. Uh, and it's, yeah, but exactly. it shouldn't, it shouldn't spin you out and say, well, gosh, I tried meditating. Once no, not at all. It didn't work. It, 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 there's, it's no, like, no, there's no such thing weird? as, yeah. Yeah. And there's no such thing as, you know, doing it wrong or am I going to, you know, break something or, uh, you know, is this working? If you sit down and do a, even a bad quote unquote meditation that feels like it didn't do anything, you did something valuable for yourself. It nice. is, it is, it is working. And, you know, just the fact that you're taking time for yourself, you know, and we talk a lot these days about self-care. This mm-hmm. is the ultimate in self-care. You're self-caring yeah. for the inner, inner self, for the soul. And, you know, that's really what meditation is. And, you know, it, it, like really you kind of bring your mind back to the idea also of the title of the book. If you, if you can worry, you can meditate. You're just learning how to refocus something you're already doing. And that's why I try to stress that in the book multiple times. And, and I've given it that title because you're already meditating. You're just meditating badly. You're meditating negatively, you know, or meditating on stress. So you're or meditating on stress. stress. Yeah. But so if you, you meditate just need on a peace, little, you'll cultivate peace. You cultivate peace. You, you know, you, but yeah, the, exactly. Uh, you, nice. you plant carrots, you're going to get carrots. <laughs> you plant weeds, you're going to get weeds. Right. So there you go. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that's that's one of the things that I always like to kind of re re stress whenever I talk to people is that, you know, you can either consciously meditate or you can just unconsciously meditate and, you know, not have any control over your thoughts. But either way, you're doing it. You know what I mean? Very. And that's why it's. Yeah. And that's why it's a, like why I would recommend the book to anyone who wants to learn is is having a bit of technique and a bit of the philosophy and stuff gives us an edge on, on that. And we're able to approach it in a, in a more powerful and productive way when we do sit down to, to meditate, or we do just want to control our thoughts while we're driving or working or whatever, you know, it gives us a way to, to concentrate, to concentrate and bring it back to that positivity and stuff. Well, in this day and age, and I guess in every day and age, we can always use, uh, a way to alleviate stress and anxiety, um, depression, all those things um, yeah. that, can, that can take us over. And uh, it just seems like, you know, meditation, the way you put it with the title and, and the guide, uh, guideways in the book, as well as some of the history, which is really interesting. We don't have time to get into it, but uh, yeah. the history of meditation, you know, spiritual principles that underlie um, some meditative yeah. practices um, that just, it's fueling more, you know, it gives you more reasons to, uh, you know, and it's more support. It's more backup. Like, well, gosh, you know, this it has been tested and proven over years. And I know with mindfulness oh, sure. meditation, there's a lot of scientific 
uh, you know, studies that have, you know, proven, yeah, exactly. I, I'll put that in, but it was proven thousands of years ago when people started. Yeah, I mean, people now we, have now been we meditating. Have so, I mean, we know, we know that people have been meditating for at least 5,000 years. There's evidence. It's probably much longer, but that's what we've got physical evidence for. Um, so, you know, so it, it obviously works. It's something that they can't quite put their finger on exactly why it works, but it doesn't matter. You know, that's one of the things I always think is that, you know, we get too focused in this quote unquote scientific age of ours on how it works, how it works. And, and, it, and there's something to that. I do appreciate science. I do appreciate the insights, technology and science and, and, and all of that. But, you know, if something works, it works. And, you well, know, I don't know how my iPhone I, works technically. I, I, I tell you, but that. I use it every day. Speaking of that, from it. absolutely. And speaking of that, you know, we are so plugged into stuff right now, uh, you know, in the, in the modern world that, you know, the med- meditation really is almost like a, a nest is a necessary thing. anyway. not even almost, it is a necessary thing right now because there's just so much distraction. You've got your phone, you've got the internet, you've got TV, you've got the, bathroom if you're at a restaurant you've got on everywhere you go every you know you've got your radio on in the car you're listening to Sirius you've got you know, there's always something happening and you know meditation is the only way that you can really unplug from that and go into a, a quiet space where your your mind body and spirit can actually find some some rest and some healing so it's you know it, it more than ever it's it's absolutely necessary so at any rate, that's uh, we're we're kind of getting to the end of this, Looks so I'm like gonna it. I'm gonna kind of just well, thank you so much for 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 doing that. You did a fantastic well, thank you job for for writing this book it. and and really putting meditation in a context that anybody really because I don't like I don't know anybody who doesn't worry about something. And the worst thing you can tell a warrior yeah. is hey, just stop worrying. This in a way yeah. is saying yeah. worry in quotes about something else. I mean obsess focus yeah, that's, you know thank you that's a worry about a peace to put that. And, i mean you know, peaceful thoughts and loving kindness yeah. <laughs> that's uh and it's absolutely and that makes it so accessible to anyone and uh, well, and it's you. a real gift so thank you for uh thank you for writing this book I, thank you for for the interview i appreciate it um you know i we don't have time but i want to get into more uh to more techniques and 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 things that people can do so you know do listen to the podcasts and and check out our uh, YouTube, check out cosmiceye.org. And there's, there's links to all the different things I'm doing. I'm going to put up some, some meditation stuff, uh, the basic technique videos and things like that in the very near future. And Chris will have great stuff up as well. And we'll have links to that. Um, and again, Chris's book is uh, the spirit in the sky that's available on Amazon or at chrisheridan.com. My book that we've been talking about today is if you can worry, you can meditate. And thank you for joining us on Cosmic Eye. We'll be here again next week on Sunday. We put the uh, episodes up either late Saturday night or early Sunday. So there's a new episode on great spiritual topics. And uh, thank you for joining us again, Chris. Thank you. And uh, we'll be here next week. Goodbye and God bless. Thank you for listening. And please join us next Sunday for a new episode of Cosmic Eye. You can purchase If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate at Amazon.com or through our website, CosmicEye.org.